Coming up on a very Josh Allen-centric episode of the Talk Buffalo podcast, I got my buddy, recurring guest, Joe from New York City on. And like I said, very heavy Josh Allen episode today because at the end of the day, free agency, draft picks, all these additions are great, but it's all going to come down to the arm and the legs of Josh Allen. And today, more specifically, we're going to talk about the national perception of Josh Allen. Why is it so negative? And by national perception, I'm talking about football fans all around the league who are not necessarily Buffalo Bills fans. And of course, the national media, as well as some smaller bloggers, stuff like that. A lot of them have plenty of negative stuff to say about Josh Allen. Maybe hatred's a strong word, but certainly negative is not. Is it valid? Is it justified? Or are there are a lot of people out there, frankly, who are just hated. Me and Joe are going to dig Pretty deep into that. I'm going to tell you right now, by the way, very saucy, spicy episode because me and Joe, and this is not that uncommon, we don't agree on a lot of stuff. And you're definitely going to hear that today. So if you're looking for two dudes to get together on a podcast and just agree with every single take that we throw out there, definitely not the episode for you today. Lots of disagreements. Pretty fiery, to be honest with you. Good stuff with Joe. And by the way, we also spent a few minutes at the beginning Talking about the coronavirus, I like talking about that with Joe more so than others because he actually lives in New York City right now. The Big Apple, of course, the epicenter of this all. So I'm going to talk to him, see what he's been up to, see how the city's doing, if things have changed. And then we spent a few minutes at the end of the episode talking about the best of Buffalo bracket that Matt Perino and I went through on last week's episode. I want to get Joe's takes on a few things that he likes about Buffalo. And again, if you're a Wegmans fan... Stay tuned because me and him get into it pretty well. So anyway, really good stuff coming up with Joe. And I'm going to have that for you in just a minute. Before that, I want to let you know that today's show is being supported by Audimute. For nearly two decades, Audimute has set the standard for providing cutting-edge acoustic treatments for recording and sound environments. From your home studio to commercial settings, such as the office, restaurants, gyms, and auditoriums, Audimute is the best sound treatment company out there. That's because they refuse to compromise on the quality of their products and service ever. Easy, green, affordable. My home studio has Audimute acoustic panels and the difference has literally been remarkable night and day. Look, don't just throw up foam on your walls, decide it looks pretty and call it a day. It might look the part, but it's not going to improve your sound. Visit Audimute.com for info and deals, including a free room analysis form and the ability to speak with an acoustic specialist. Do your sound, do the people who hear it a very big service. Go visit Audimute.com. And on that note, let's do it. Buffalo's got a spirit talking proud, talking proud. Listen up and hear it talking proud, talking proud. All right, everyone, how you doing? What's up? Episode 211, Talking Buffalo Podcast. Thank you to everyone out there for continuing to listen. Download the show means a lot to me. Today's going to be a very Josh Allen-centric episode. Uh, I got my buddy, Joe, from New York City, recurring guest on with me. We're going to talk Josh Allen, but before that, 
Joe, you've been on the show many times. You were on, I think, March 20th was the last time. I'm looking at the notes here. We had a quick little conversation about the time, how things were in New York City because of the coronavirus. And that's obviously where we're going to start here because you're one of those few guys that actually that I know that are in New York City where, you know, that's the epicenter of where this virus is right now. Let me ask you this. We'll start out with this. Has the attitude and the vibe changed at all in the last few weeks since we talked about it? Because again, you were talking about how dire it was and how scary it was. I mean, this was a little newer at the time than it is now. We know a lot more information about it than when we talked a few weeks ago. But still, the general sentiment is the same. How's a How's the vibe going in New York right now? Uh, it sucks. I, I think it's it's worse than when we last spoke. Uh, I think when we when we last spoke, I was definitely kind of like, this is serious, this is serious. And now it's 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 worse. And it's still creepy. You know, I don't the only time I really go outside is to go shopping for food. And I usually I have a 24 seven grocery store by me. So I go there at like 1130 at night because I know there's not going to be that many people there. And it's it's like a it's sad. It's it, you go inside this, a market and like stuff is like half the, half the floor is missing. Basically, you go to the canned goods aisle. Half the cans are gone. Go to the bread aisle. There's like a couple of sliced breads. Like it looks p- pillaged like Walking Dead. We just went through there. You know, we just had a, a zombie apocalypse and we and you're going in there six days later and like half the store is empty and then you have people who are working you know the 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 cashier line stock and they're all wearing masks like that's that's what it is right now and then to top it off if i do walk outside or look out my apartment window there there's no cars like on the streets in new york it's every single like you know you have every sort of stereotype that you have with noises like people yelling beeping cars you know, uh, construction, all that sort of stuff. You don't hear anything except sirens. That's all you hear every day. And it, it's stir crazy. I've been, I've, I lost my job ended on Friday and it was, it was a contracted job by freelance. I've talked, talked about this before and it was an eight week job and they had to cut me down to six weeks because of the epidemic, because they can't afford to pay people, whatever, all that sort of stuff. So now I'm like the last like four weeks, I've been, I've been kind of able to stay sane by working and now I'm not. And now I'm like, okay, what the hell am I going to do here all day? I can't go out. I can't. I'm scared to go outside. We just had like the, the governor's. I think we just saw like New York City, 10,000 people have died because of this virus. It's almost, okay. that's about 40% of the total deaths in the country is, is from New York alone right now. Yeah. And it's, and, and where I am, it's hit really hard. Like Queens has gotten hit very hard, you know, in terms of like more than Manhattan, more than Brooklyn. And it, it's, it sucks. I can't like, even articulate how badly it is right now here and how sad it is. Like, I can't, you can't even go outside without, like, there's no people outside. It, there's none. And I'm stuck, you know, I got a one-bedroom apartment, you know, and I'm, I'm usually a type of person, like, I don't need a three, four-bedroom palace or a freaking backyard. I'm, I'm like, because I'm, I'm the type of guy who, like, hey, just give me a living room with a TV, you know, <laughs> and give me my bedroom. I don't, I don't need another room, you know, I'm right. by myself. But when you're when you're sequestered here and you can't go outside, because that's where I would get all my jollies. I'm like, hey, this, this is the trade off. This is why you live in New York City. You live in New York City because the neighborhoods are great, because there's so many restaurants, bars, people to go see, places to see. That's why you pay triple the amount for a one bedroom par- apartment here than you would, I don't know, in Buffalo or probably where you are. You know, and that's not me, that's not me being a dick or whatever, being arrogant, but this, 
That's why you stay here. Sure. And I have none of that right now. I have none. I can't go outside. I can't go to my friend's houses to hang out or to a bar. There, because every day you watch the news, there is no curve right now. It's still bad. It's still shitty. It's still scary. It sucks. It's really, and I'm sorry, I'm not like, you know, I know you were going to ask me about this and I can like, it just sucks. Like I'm trying to, everything in my power to like, you know, FaceTime with friends and people like that, you know, and, and just try to like, you know, get some sense of like socialism, you're on social, but whatever, social life or anything right. like that. Cause you're by yourself. I can't go to, you know, at least if you like you, you're, you, you guys are obviously like, you can't really leave the, I don't, you know, I know Florida has got its own, you know, issues with this, but like you at least got your wife, you got your kid at least. I mean, I know, I know it's probably a pain in the ass at some points. But at least you could talk to someone like I got to sit here on my fucking couch and, you know, it's just boring and like scary, you know, and it's I got to walk around like I got I got a scarf. Like I don't even have a mask. I got a freaking scarf that I put around my my freaking mouth when I'm going out to go get groceries every, you know, four to five days. And, you know, it's it's still it's bad. It's it's scary. And maybe it's maybe some people are fine with it. And like they're walking aimlessly around the neighborhood and maybe they're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just. You know, but every day you put on the news and more people are dying, more people are getting infected. And it's just, it's just, it's not, it's not great here. Well, let me ask you this because these are different perspectives. Now you are in New York where it is far and away the most dangerous place to be in the country when it comes to the coronavirus. Conversely, people who live in other areas. Now I'm in Florida. It's nowhere near as bad as New York at this time. At least anyway, that's what the numbers indicate, but it's still one of the larger states in the country. And it is dangerous. But having said that, I'm getting a sense here, and this is even down in Florida, and I would imagine it's even worse in some Midwest states or areas yeah. of the country where the numbers are not so bad. You get the sense that people are starting to get a little bit impatient. Not necessarily about, not to, not saying that people are dismissing the seriousness of the coronavirus, but I think people are just getting impatient in some areas. And even down here in Florida, and I know this for a fact, I know some people and I know some things going on down here that, you know, it's been a few weeks and people for the most part have been quarantined some more than others. But I also know that there's still people who are getting together groups, not large groups like before, but big enough. And some, in some cases, again, I know some people that are even playing a little bit of volleyball and stuff like that. You know, it's just, uh, now I can only yeah. imagine you yourself being in New York city when you even hear the thought of other people doing stuff like that, that are, again, I'm, I'm trying to be careful with my wording here because I don't want to say that they don't care. I think people just in other parts of the country might think that the risk of acquiring this virus is more minimal than say where you are, where obviously, I mean, everyone in the world knows again, New York is the, as a state is the epicenter and it's more specifically New York city. Would you get frustrated when you see and you hear about, People who are starting to lose their patience a little more. I, I'm sure you can't relate to that because, again, just like I can't relate to being in New York City where I legitimately, and again, I've said this before on my podcast, I have COPD. I'm in my late 40s. So I am a little freaked out. Even when I go to a store, I'm running away from people in some cases down the aisle because I don't want to be near that close to anybody. And it's not as busy where I am, say, like New York City. I think I'd be shitting myself if I lived in New York City. That's kind of what the point that I'm arriving at. Now, do you get a little frustrated hearing about other people starting to get annoid that they can't, whether it's going back to work or play softball 
or whatever, shit like that. Well, look, I, I get it. I mean, I want to go back to work. I want to leave my freaking apartment. But, you know, for those places that don't have it as bad as here, it's, it could easily get bad there. You know, I mean, here it's up at the epicenter because there's a lot of people here. And I'm sure maybe some people like in Midwest Kansas or where you live, maybe they're like, well, that's why, you know, they got a lot of people there. It's a, it's a power, it's, you know, it's a melting pot. We're a tourist destination. We have a lot of people who live here who come in and out, you know, if you want to even get like more, like some people maybe like be kind of racist about it, where it's like, oh, look, there's like, the world. Well, of course, they're going to have more people because there's more Chinese people. In more the Chinese city. people. It's just more diverse. It's harder to get around to yeah. because you got to go through a subway. So you have to be public transportation in New York, obviously, is much bigger and much busier, sure. I should say, than say transportation, even where I am in Florida. And again, Florida is a big state, but I can get in my car and drive anywhere. You can't just get in your car in New York City and go wherever you want to go. A lot of it has to go with subways and, and train and things like that. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, and it's, it's 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 worse here. But like I said, look, those people need to like look at the facts. Like this, there is no curve yet. The numbers keep getting bigger and bigger. States like Florida, states like Alabama, Georgia, they have gotten super late on this, and they and the reason. And I I would not be shocked if there are more cases out there that the government maybe doesn't want people to know about, or even people who are dying at home. Like we, I've heard stories of people in New York city that have died at home because of this because they couldn't get health care or because they couldn't get tested i'm the, the health care tested thing i'm sure that's an issue all across this country so look those people i think eventually it is going to come to you in, in a certain family and yet sure if you're living in the middle of freaking butt montana and there's like 20 people in your town yeah you're probably not going to get it but i think if you're in a, a metropolitan area i think it's going to get it's going to get there and it's easy to catch that's why, you know, like, uh, I, I get so frustrated because I, I, I saw your, I think it was your governor. He was, like, saying, like, oh, we need to go have the kids go back to school. Oh, he's the worst. Like, yeah. And he's the worst. It's like, dude, are you, look, the kids aren't going to get sick. Or, look, no, the kids will get sick. If they get sick, they'll, they'll probably not die because this is mostly for people with conditions like you talked about or older people. But the problem is you go home and you give it to your parents who your parents give it to their parents. That's the fucking problem. And, they're in, you know, it's, just, it's not really hard to figure this out. Okay, like I know people are antsy. I know there's people who probably think it's fake news or like we're just embellishing it. We're not. I'm here. I'm reading the story news every day. None of us can leave. It's bad. Okay, and, and like I, you know, we have to like just staying home is what we, you know, people have to do right now. I know it sucks, and maybe like in pr certain parts of the country, it's not that bad in comparison. I don't know how it is in Buffalo, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know. If I, got, I, I don't know if they have a thousand cases, one hundred cases. I have no idea. Maybe. Obviously, it's not as bad as here, but look, it can get bad easily. Okay. If you read the stories of like cruise ships where like 200 people get infected on a cruise ship of like, you know, 10,000 people, you know, or even more, that shows you how it's easy to catch this. You know, and not like they're sleeping in the beds together, they're in different rooms. I, you know, this, this thing travels a lot. This isn't like the flu. So I, I don't know. Like I, like I said, people just need to, you know, it sucks. I mean, some people, I feel bad, obviously, for people who are hurting financially. I, I'm going to be hurting financially from this, you know, because I none of my my industry is at a standstill right now. Like there are no jobs. No one's hiring TV people to work in TV production right now to cast reality shows where you have to like cast people in like, you know, we're going to do a bar scene like you see on a, a reality show. Like they're not, there's not going to be no bar scenes or they're not going to be any sort of like, hey, we're going to follow these people around as they, as they house hunt, you know, no one's going to do that. No one's, you can't film that right now. 
You know, so I'm hurting and I, I'm pissed off, but I want people to be healthy. I don't want people to die. And that's uh, and like, you know, some people are just like, well, everyone always dies. Or, you know, you get some sort of horrible people who are like, well, these old people are on their way out anyway. And I think Bill Riley said that. Like, come on. Like, have a little empathy, you fucking idiots. Yeah. Sorry. It just sucks. I it hear sucks. you. No, you know, it's it, it, like I can I said, only I'm imagine being in New York. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be worse it's, there. It's worse. It's, it's like, like I said, it's scary because, like I said, the vibrance of what the city is, going outside, seeing people, seeing the bars crowded, walking everywhere, going, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not, it's eerie. You walk outside, dude, and it's, there's nothing. I've seen still photos of, of like Times Square at like two in the afternoon on Saturday, on one Monday, and there's no one there. It's creepy. And That's, it's sad. You're you know? one of the reasons why. And again, I generally try to avoid talking about this much because people got enough stress and they want their sports talk. But when I got an opportunity to have you on, because you are from New York City, you're one of the few people who can actually speak on it, not just going from news reports by somebody who's actually living there. That's why I kind of hit you up with this kind of thing. By the way, Erie County, uh, this is mid-afternoon on Monday we're taping this segment. They're at around 1,600 cases and 60 deaths. Now, where I live in Florida, I'll tell you this. Now, certain parts of Florida, you know, might not be as good as ours. Now, I live in an area where it's generally older, a lot of old people. So I do see people, for the most part, following the Mm -hmm. rules. And when they are at the stores, they are wearing masks. But yeah, man, all in all, it's just a a really messed up time, dude. And we talked about this a little bit before we started taping, too. You could see a lot of bloggers and podcasters and mainstream media that you really have to reach out for and get creative when it comes to coming up with content right now to keep people engaged with such little sports going on by little sports. I mean, nothing live. You got the NFL draft going on to keep you going. But aside from that, really nothing. I mean, Buffalo news has been doing a a what if series, by the way, you did on your blog several years ago, but anyway, that's been interesting. Uh, The athletic did a, a draft where they, Drafted all-time Buffalo athletes. I thought that was fun. I listened to Eric Wood's podcast on Monday morning, and he had Al Snow on, former WWE wrestling oh, star. Really? From the wow. oh yeah, it's really good. You need to listen to it. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, they're, they're they're both in Louisville, like yeah. Louisville, I, I was like and, that, and Al Snow owns, owns OVW, I think. Right, it was, it's just a really weird wow. marriage, you know. Eric Wood, Al Snow, you wouldn't think of it that way. But anyway, my point is, you have to really go outside of the box right now to come up with uh with some content to keep it going it's not easy to do you know that you've had a blog you ran a blog for years it could get tough sometimes yeah you got to do a lot of like you know you have to do a lot of original things you can't just rely on reaction to the reaction like oh this this signing happened or we're gonna break down this of like nothing is happening right now so you have to do your own original thing where you're you're putting together your own lists and uh, you know, mostly a lot of like historical pieces you want to do is uh, is the name of the game. Probably what you have to do. But yeah, it's it's difficult to find content, man. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this: we're gonna as we segue into Josh Allen right now. Not the most original material. I'm gonna say that right off the bat. But see, here's the deal, dude. We could talk all the time about free agency, who was coming and who was going, draft prospects, trades, like even Stefan Diggs coming to Buffalo. But at the end of the day, no matter what, all roads are always going to lead back to Josh Allen. You know what I'm saying? He's the guy this season is going to go on the shoulders of Josh Allen, whether it ends up being good or bad. And when it comes to him, this is kind of where I'm going with 
our discussion today. I feel like he's such a polarizing guy on both national and local levels and national we'll talk about in just a minute. But I even think locally that's the case in large part because Josh Allen preceded Tyrod Taylor, another very polarizing guy in Bill's quarterback history. And I think everybody had a pretty strong opinion on him, whether it was a pro, whether it was a con. Would you agree with that? That many people thought Tyrod sucked as a passing quarterback and many thought he was good enough to win with. And kind of in part because Josh Allen is the guy who replaced him. They jettisoned Tyrod Taylor out of here to bring in Josh Allen. Just He kind of inherited that polarizing figure just on that alone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I think so. I do think there's more fans in Buffalo that will that struck up, that will stick up for Allen. Sure, way more than Tyrod. Sure, you know I, I don't even I don't even think that many people talked about Tyrod outside of Buffalo because the Bills were just kind of a little bit obscure, you know, through student pundits and like the only time I kind of remember like it really hitting the national level was when Tyrod got benched for Peterman and, and, you know, everyone was laughing at it, especially before and after. And that's when all hell broke loose. But yeah, we definitely got the same sort of like lightning, like, you know, controversial topic that's polarizing with both of these guys. So, but I, I definitely think there's, there's, there's the, the argument case for each, but I definitely think with Allen, it, it goes, I feel it goes a lot deeper. Like, you know, when I'm seeing stuff, then I'm then with Tyrod because I think Tyrod fans will be the first to say, you know, I'm a Tyrod guy. You know, I'll be the first to say, yeah, he had his shortcomings. You know, and I can listen to the criticism, but I was never that belligerent. If someone said, hey, these are the numbers for Tyrod based off his peers, and I go, yeah, you know, that's true. You know, what are you gonna do? Like, and maybe I would find another. Maybe you know, you get into an argument with that person, and you you counter it. Well, look at this stat. Maybe I feel with the bit with Josh Allen. You know, we'll get to all the tweets and all that sort of stuff. Whenever he puts, whenever you have even a negative stat about him, it's it's it just your your mentions get killed. I the other day, the other day, I had tweeted, uh, "Hey everyone, like turn on the NFL Network. The Bills Texans game is on from the playoffs." And I'm like, if you like if you like to cry or you like to make excuses for Josh Allen, you know it's on. And I, I kind of maybe people didn't get the the. I was joking about like the making excuses thing. Like, okay, hey, if you want to make excuses, it's on. And literally, I put that up, and I had like four mentions. Like, is it Josh Allen's fault that they couldn't cover Hopkins, or that he this person missed a tackle? Like, really, just dickheads about it. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm kidding, okay, psychos. Like, you don't have to like come into my my mentions to do that, okay? Like every like I I, I swear, I think there's like a phone app that like alerts people about any sort of Josh Allen slander that they have to come to his rescue. You know, he's a big boy. He's a, he's an adult. He's a big boy. I mean, come on. Like you don't have to like do it for every damn thing someone says. And I know you're going to roll some tweets and, and, and what people say, and we're going to, we're going to discuss it. But like, sometimes it's just like, dude, like I don't understand people who, you know, live so close to the fire that they hate it and they know it's bad for them, but they still can't take it. They, they still want to talk shit or like just stick up for them every day. Like, I don't, I hate I'll give you a political kind of take, and you might not like it, but I don't care. Um, you know, I don't watch Fox News every day, ever. Why, you know, because I hate that. I hate what, how they cover certain things. And if I watched it every day, I would have an aneurysm and want to punch puppies. Okay, so I avoid that. If you hate people talking about Josh Allen 
and you don't want to read stuff from Pro Football Focus because you obviously don't think he's good and you don't want to hear about it, then don't hear about it. Why are you like go- going so close to the fire to talk about it when it obviously gives people agita to talk about this? Every day, every other day when I see people, like someone tweets about Josh Allen's stats that are not good. It's the same people who go into their mentions, Bills fans or Bills bloggers or certain media types, and, and they're just all over it. Like every day, it's like, how can you do that every day? You're, you're beating a dead horse. Like it's reaction to the reaction. I know you're going to, maybe you're going to say, well, they're the national people. They're beating the dead horse. Sure. But so are fans who just get upset about everything about him. There is no nuance. If you, if you yell about Josh Allen, if you, your complaints about Josh Allen, even if the facts are true that show him not to be in a good light, you're still going to complain about, about that person. So I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of how I feel about it. Well, I'll say this before we talk Josh Allen versus national perception of him. I'm not trying to compare Josh Allen as a quarterback against Tyrod Taylor. That's been done a billion times. It's very old news. He's been gone for, this will be in his third year that Tyrod Taylor is a former Buffalo Bill. But it is fair because of the the premise of this conversation to say that, you know, the way Tyrod Taylor was perceived, even forget the national media. This is a local level that I'm talking about right here in this circumstance. It was his perception locally is so much worse than I think as a whole, at least anyway, than Josh Allen's is. And I agree with you for the most part. I think almost everybody rushes to defend Josh Allen if you throw stats out that are not complimentary towards him. Where with Tyrod Taylor, and this is even amongst Bills fans and some Bills media, you know, those stats meant a lot more. And at the end of the day, look, whether you're a a sports reporter, a blogger, a podcaster, no matter what, you have the ability to kind of skew stats and lean people in whatever direction you want to go to. Like you look back at Tyrod's career in Buffalo and you could say, if you want him to look good, well, guess what, man? The dude only threw 16 interceptions in 43 starts with the Bills. You know, that's really good. He ran for a lot of yards. He didn't turn the ball over. If you want to go the other way, you know, he barely averaged 200 yards passing a game. The team was afraid to throw the ball. If you got down by more than a score and Tyrod Taylor was your quarterback, it felt like the game was over. Now, conversely, you go with Josh Allen. You want to make him look good? You could talk about the rushing yards, the big plays he makes the comebacks that he's had, which is all true. If you want to make him look bad, you could talk about the fumbles. And there's a lot of fumbles. I think he threw like 16. No, he threw 12 picks last year. I'm sorry. Oh, actually, no, he only threw nine. He threw 12 as a rookie. But anyway, 21 picks through two years. That's five more than Tyrod had in three seasons with Buffalo. So you can kind of skew it any way you want. And I think that's part of the problem. And I think, yeah, and I think their passing yards are probably similar too. I'm sure they are. Tyrod averaged, yeah. Tyrod averaged 200 yards passing a game. And uh, I got to look for here for, um, well, actually, no, that's only one game. I was looking at the playoffs. I'm like, Josh Allen did not average 260 yards passing a game. I'd have to look it up. Passing yards per game. Actually, Tyrod averaged more. He's averaged 201 for his Bills career, whereas Josh Allen's averaged 184. Now, of course, in Buffalo, regardless of who's the quarterback, 300 yards for one time passing seems like an impossible milestone to get. But you get my point. Yeah, look, they their numbers were kind of look. It, it's and I don't know if you probably saw it. Braden Wilson or not Braden Wilson, the other guy, Joe DiBiase. He, I think last week he was tweeting stuff about Tyrod and like kind of doing like the comparisons to both Tyrod and Josh Allen. And his mentions were on fire of people just 
livid that he was comparing Josh Allen to Tyrod right. Taylor. You know, which I'm just like, why are people getting so upset about this? Look, their numbers. <laughs> the difference is, I mean, we look. We can talk about like race being kind of at, at times of the, of the issue between between people's projection of of players. Uh, you can talk about how maybe because Josh Allen, the whole backstory of him being like the the highest drafted quarterback the Bills have ever had in in team history, you know, or like he was he was presented marketed as this guy's the guy, you know, like we were and that's important. For, that's you know, very that's important. important. It's very important. Yeah, yeah, because like you know. Tyra Taylor, when he got here, he was just a guy a who came here. He was supposed to be the third string quarterback. Yeah, he was a you know, backup. Yeah, and then he he won the starting job, and he the offense. Look, the offense was ranked what was it twelfth and tenth in scoring the first two years he was here. Which I think if we if the Bills' offense was twelfth and tenth in scoring under the, the for the, the Josh Allen years, I think we would have a parade and a statue made for him. But there is there is a double standard, and like I said, I think some of the double standard is. One guy was touted as being the guy coming here, like the Messiah coming here, where the team, the, the fans just market him as that. And the other guy was just a guy who just won the job, and he was kind of like in the background where, you know, Rex Ryan was the polarizing guy during that time frame. Or, you know, it was just kind of like, you know, McDermott came in, and he was the focal point of the franchise. Like, he was always the, oh, yeah, we got this guy, this quarterback. We're not going to really shove him down to your throat and, like, Every single we're gonna have so many, you know, feel good camp stories or or like, oh look, Josh Allen's going to this area to like to to help kids or something like that. You know, like I think that has a lot to do with it, you know, like people's reactions to that. And I do think, look, you know, I'm you know, people get very upset when you talk about race and like, you know, the 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 white quarterback versus the black quarterback. There are double standards, man. They've always been. And you know, it's always like, you know, it's the black quarterback is yelling at his teammates on the, on the sideline. Well, hey, he's he's he looks like he's out of control, but when Tom Brady does it, it shows leadership. Like there are those nuances, but that doesn't mean like and people get very angry and it's, I'm not saying like okay, you can you can definitely like Josh Allen more than Tyra Taylor and I'm not going to call you a racist obviously, but I think people who dismiss it and like oh, there's no such thing as that sort of thing. Come on, like we've been around long enough. I can bring up a lot of different examples of it and you could probably put together a why did why do fans love Allen way more when his numbers are kind of similar to Tyrod's? And like and look, the difference between Tyrod's or Josh Allen's team around him this year in comparison to Tyrod's team was the defense. The defense was great this year. It was much better this year than it was the the three years that Tyrod was here. Like not even close. You can't even compare it. You know. So and, and, you know, I'm not I'm not here like to like. Well, I don't. I knew why the Bills had to move on from Tyrod. He he had hit his ceiling. I do wish he got more respect, you know, on the way out. I do think people still take a dump on him way too much, and it's like I, I don't understand how you know when Ryan Fitzpatrick does well in Miami or he you know he's wearing the beard in Tampa Bay. Bills fans are like, look at him, look, it's fun. And I remember when Tyrod Taylor got hurt against against the Jets on on the Thursday night football, and everyone on Twitter, a lot of people on Bills Twitter were like, they were they were they were relishing it. And I'm just like, really? Like, you, you don't want this guy to do well, but if you're rooting against him and you don't want him to do well, but Fitz, the guy who threw a billion picks uh, through a, a three-year span, the Bills were what, like 20 games below 500, and they were not a good football team. We love him because he's got a beard and he's a lovable loser or something like that. Like, what's like? you see that, and then you're, you kind of put two into the, you know, you, you start asking about the questions. Oh, well, why, what's the difference? 
they both were like they both were underdogs. One came from Harvard, a seventh round pick. The other guy came from Virginia Tech and was a sixth rounder. They're the same kind of backstory of underdog, except one has a beard, one's a little bit more quotable. While the other guy didn't say a word really and was just like, "Yeah, I'm here to do my job." You know, like you can you can make that comparison. I don't do it that often on Twitter, and I could, and there are people I follow who do a lot, and I do favorite their tweets, but I don't because I don't have, feel like having my entire mentions melt down. And this is where it goes, goes all back to the whole thing with Josh Allen, because no one wants to hear that this guy could, like, there's some badness to his game, and people, like, just get so amped up and frustrated about it. Well, I'll, you tell, you, I'll tell you this. When it comes to those two quarterbacks, I, first of all, it would be irresponsible and naive to say race has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that Buffalo Bills fans were always more um, divisive when it comes to Tyrod as opposed to Josh Allen. But I do think an overwhelming majority of the reason why is because the combination of Josh Allen was a high first-round pick that they traded up for, the highest they've ever drafted a quarterback, and probably, not for sure, but quite possibly, he will be tied into the success or the failure of the McBean regime. So I think that's the biggest reason why. But, and also I'll say this too, it's not like this became a hot topic, Josh Allen, before or since he got to Buffalo. This is going back to before the draft. I mean, there were such strong opinions on this guy. You either loved him or you hated him. Now, again, on a local level, I think Bills fans so desperately want this guy to be great that they're going to defend him where Tyrod did not get the benefit of that doubt. Now, I want to switch, and that's kind of what I'm leaning into here, the national level, because, first of all, we need to have a defined difference between what's being a hater and what's being critical. They're not the same to me. Being critical and pointing out facts doesn't automatically make you a hater, which I think a lot of Buffalo Bills fans think that somebody who criticizes Josh Allen's a hater. That's the label. Not always true. I kind of want to use one specific example here from a Twitter account. Uh, quarterback Datamine, right? And this is the tweet. I'm just going to read it word for word. About Josh Allen, he pointed out on Twitter, he was the least accurate quarterback in the NFL among 29 qualifying quarterbacks. His short completion percentage was 28th, intermediate was 9th, and his deep pass was dead last. Only 25.4%. 29th overall, overall ranking 48.3%. Dead last. To me, that's not a hater. Now, again, I know you can have selective stats to put out to kind of influence your point, but that's kind of unmistakable. Do you agree that just because you're being critical doesn't mean you're a hater? You know what I mean? And that's an example to me anyway. Yeah, I mean, that what that tweet was fine. What that guy, I, I'm looking at the tweet now. It was fine. He was just putting out his numbers. And those are, it's true. They're, those are facts. You can't argue that. I agree. You know, with that's you. why you have you you have beta. Now, here's what I want to say though. You know, you say I want to go back a little bit. You you talk about like this national media, like against Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. What is your definition of national media? Because this is mine. My definition of people who are national media are ESPN, Fox News, Sirius Radio, uh, Pro Football Focus, Football Outsiders. You know, uh, those are what I count as national media. This guy here, this quarterback data mine guy, he doesn't even, I, I'm not trying to be a dick to him. Like he, he might, I, I, I actually did start following him because I saw people so angry at him that I was like, oh, I'm going to follow him because people are so angry at him. But 
he doesn't even have a website. He's a guy with 9,000 followers, which is a good chunk of change. But it's like, I don't even count that as a national media. The next guy, I know you'll get to him soon, but the next guy, and I'll just spoil a little bit, he's, he, he owns a, a catering business. <laughs> like, to me, these are not, this is not a national, that's not national. I don't know what, it, uh, everyone, you cannot, if it's pro football focus, football outsiders, that's national. If you're a guy who is writing about, about the NFL part-time and you have like a regular job and you're like, oh, hey, I'm watching, like, I'm talking, tracking quarterbacks. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't find that to be national media. I, I, maybe I'm wrong because I think of national media, maybe I'm just archaic as like ESPN, NFL Network. Like that's who I count, like Sports Illustrated before they got destroyed by the Maven. But like, that's what I count. Sporty news, that's national media to me. Because when you throw the, the, the generic term of national media, I'm thinking you're talking about ESPN and those things. And I that, and prior to this, I was I, I asked you, I'm like, have has ESPN like or Fox Sports or anyone like had these horrible opinions about Josh Allen? And you know, and I, I really don't think they have. I mean, and I, that's where I think people get so entrenched in wanting you know, you could say like, "Hey, these people, these these pro football focus people, or whoever, they're the one they're putting up this content because they want to get clicks and they want to get Bills fans that pissed off." That's sure. I'm sure there's some validity to that. I also think there's Bills fans who are just purposely looking for this and they want to just tweet, retweet it and go, "No, you're wrong," and then they they bask in the glory of getting a bunch of favorites. Because look, I can tell you right now, if you want to get a bunch of retweets and favorites and all that sort of stuff. Go find the negative Josh Allen writer, retweet them, and yell about them, and you're going to get a bunch of likes and 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 retweets. Yeah, that's the you know, that's the Bradley Gelber method. I totally get it. To answer your question, well, there's national media and there's national perspective. To me, the national media is media that's not Buffalo media. To me, the national perspective is pretty much anybody. I don't care if it's somebody with 50 Twitter followers or 15,000. Okay, that's not from the Buffalo area. That enjoys football. To me, a national perspective could even be my cousin who lives in Colorado and doesn't give a shit about the uh, Buffalo Bills. See, yeah, I, I don't. I don't buy that. I don't. But I don't, that's I mean, the that's, national that's, perspective that's, of Josh Allen. That's kind of the whole point of the thing is the national perspective of Josh Allen is quite different than the Buffalo perspective of him. I guess. I. I, I guess. I just think. I just don't think the national perspective, like they're they're talking about Josh Allen as much as we. Like to, to make it out to me again, not like mainstream, watching, maybe not mainstream, not ESPN I mean. or like, Fox. I, I think of like, I don't think I think of them as a national media. I don't think of John Smith who, who owns pro football insider football focus, whatever, like who is working. And I, I know this sounds like mean for me to say, but I don't, you know, because I, I do respect independent writers and bloggers. I do like, I'm, I mean, I was one of them, but like, I mean, not for a local level, not national, but like, you know, I, I don't. I just don't see that as like, oh my god, like all these these people are again this the the, the quarterback data mine. He doesn't even have a website, and like people are like, yeah, but you know, he's still a national perspective to me. Yeah, but he's not. But what? Because he has a Twitter handle. Like, yes. So, I, but, but 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 Pat, what if you're talking? So you're going to say when you talk about the Yankees, you're a national, you're a national perspective at a national level. The Yankees know because I'm a New Yorker. It, it, that's the okay, only reason why. 
Okay, but what about if you like the uh, Lakers? I don't know who you're the saying. Lakers. Okay, the Lakers. So are you a national perspective, national yes, audience? Then? I think that's, so. Just, if if we I have a podcast I, talking about the Lakers, yeah. to me, that's a national perspective because I don't live in LA ah. and I'm not covering the Lakers. But you're just giving that to anyone. But anyone could do that, though. I guess I don't know. I don't. I don't. All right. Well, just, let me say if, this. If it was, let me just say. Wait, wait, one, real quick. Sorry. If if Skip Bayless, like we 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 both hate him. He's a troll. You can say like he's a national guy, and he he wakes up every day and he's he's talking shit about LeBron James. There's no one equivalent to that on a national level talking about Josh Allen on a TV show or on those websites. The only one is, excuse me, I, I'm, I'm mistaken. Pro Football Focus. That's the only one, and maybe Aaron Schatz and Football Outsiders. He's not a big Josh Allen guy. That's I, it. I I don't. It's not. It's not in comparison to all these other like Baker Mayfield to me, is way more scrutinized because he is on ESPN all the time. You know what I mean? Like, they talk about him all the time. That's where you get more of a national perspective float for me. They're not talking about Josh Allen that much. I can tell you this. During the playoff run last year, and I might not be able to think off the top of my head of specific names, and they didn't come out and say Josh Allen sucks, but you could tell by the tone on even ESPN shows where the key to the Bills' success is their defense, and I'm paraphrasing here, but in Josh Allen to not fuck it up. That's pretty much the sentiment that ESPN people, Fox people, Benjamin Albright, he's a well-known national guy from Denver. He's been very critical of him as a quarterback. You mentioned Eric Sorcerer. There are guys out there. Now, are they talking about Josh Allen like they talk about Baker Mayfield? No, they're not. Baker Mayfield is a topic of the draft, very charismatic guy, easy to talk about, good content. So I could see why. It's just kind of like the Dallas Cowboys who own ESPN. They may as well have stock in them. Sure. You know, with Dak Prescott and all this ridiculous shit. But anyway, which, yeah. So with Josh Allen, I, I, I guess I should do a better job of defining what's national media and also what is a national perspective. Yeah. Like, like the one person that I remember, and I, I looked, I was looking at my old tweets, was Sarah Spain. She's around the horn. Uh, she, yeah. I, you know, yeah. And she said, I remember this because I looked at her tweet. She said back in December, and they were doing one of those, those stupid, they were doing one of those ESPN segments where, and that's another you know, issue. We have so much time. You know, we have 24-7 news cycle. Like you need to find something to argue about. They just always do. It's kind of annoying. I, I, I miss the old days of what was like an hour of like sports a day on SportsCenter, and that was it. But I digress. She said, like, if it, they had her pick, like, which, which NFL team is a pretender that's in the playoffs right now, like clinch? And she picked the Bills. And, I, and her logic was understandable. Like, they haven't beaten really any teams. They're 9-3. and three. Their offense is kind of sputtered, which they have. You cannot deny that their offense sputtered this past season. And you know what? She was kind of right about it. They lost in the first round. They were done. Wild card. Goodbye. And people, the, the, the vitriol people had towards her at that point was ridiculous. One guy who used to, who used to work at the, the, the Rochester newspaper for, like, 14 years, like, tweeted something like, oh, Sarah Spain against us, Bills fans. Like, like just, a, just yeah, I don't know. It just sounded so, like, you know. Well, that kind know, of 13. defines my difference, what I was talking about, between being critical and being a hater. I don't think Sarah Spain's comments were being a Josh Allen hater. I think she was being legitimate critical. But, now, but let me, see, let, well, let me get back. Hold on. I want to get back to this quarterback data mine. Because, again, you mentioned Twitter followers. But you look on his Twitter account, and I don't care how many followers he has. I'll tell you what, some of the best sports takes that I know on Twitter, I'll just give you one example because you know him pretty well. My buddy, Tone Pucks, who's done this podcast with me many times, but he's unmotivated. He's lazy. He doesn't really give a shit. He's probably never going to hear this anyway. 
I think take for take, he's as good as just about anybody in the mainstream media. When it comes to the Bills, at least anyway, in the Sabres. But guess what? Dude's got 165 Twitter followers. So I don't really pay much stock in that. I care about the content. This quarterback data mine, now I don't know anything about this dude, but he puts but he, a lot of research into what sure, he's doing. But I don't I'm not trying to besmirch his credibility. I'm just I just don't know about him like you count him as a national guy. Right. I should have done that. I, I should have done I just that. Don't, I just don't like like I said, if like if you wanted to use Sarah Spain as an example, and like, you know, let's just say like I'll be like, yeah, she's a national person. She's on TV. She has a national She's on a national TV show. All right, let's remove know? the word media then. Let's remove the word media from the conversation. The national hate for Josh Allen is kind of the, the topic of this episode. Is that validated? Now, I want to go back yet again to this quarterback data mine, and this is where I had the issue. We just talked 15 minutes ago or so. We pointed out stats that he put out. I said, those are that's legit. That's critical. Here's hatred, okay? The same guy puts out a, a video two minutes long and it's nothing but Josh Allen throwing incomplete, terrible passes. To me, that's the bullshit. That's the pointless tweets. That's the bullshit, you know, angle to cover a quarterback. Because that's not analysis. You could take Tom Brady. You could take Aaron Rodgers, literally anybody. Put together right. a two-minute film of throwing interceptions and bad decisions and shitty passes. And you can make that quarterback look bad. But that's Pat, the hatred that I can't stand. Yeah. Fine, but Pat, there's people on our side in Buffalo who put together highlight reels of Josh Allen and tweet them out. Okay, I definitely have seen Cover One. He tweets out a bunch of videos. I saw at least him. He him tweet out at least like you talking about Josh good or Allen. bad, good or bad videos. Oh, I, well, I see good. I mean, maybe you see bad. You tell me. I, I but I've seen good videos from people within Buffalo who just tweet highlights. But this is what you. This is the quote. This is like the cool thing to do. You know, the the Josh Allen rookie year. He had that one really great throw in the Jacksonville game where he got killed and he threw a 60-yard bomb to Robert Foster. It was awesome. Great pick. I saw that video highlight on Twitter more than I saw Scott Norwood missing a field goal. <laughs> but that's local. I swear to God. But that's, I but expect that's, but I expect it. It's the same thing, though. It's bullshit. Look, you should cut it both ways. If you want to come out here and go, hey, these are some good Josh Allen throws, great. Your next tweet, I guess, should be, hey, here's some bad throws, or at least down the road. You know, fine. If that, that's... That, I guess, you can make an argument's case. But look, it's Twitter. You, and it's, you a, have a, it's a separate conversation. Oh, I, you're right. That's the way it should be. Certain, like Certainly like the Athletic or the Buffalo News or WGR, though I wouldn't expect too much of it at WGR. Yes, I expect them to be covered completely unbiased. And that's the way it should be. A lot of blogs, a lot of fan sites, a lot I, of bill sites. You can't expect that. That's local, though, so I do expect it. Now, national, I don't. Because I think the perspective on Josh Allen is completely, for the most part, well, that he's a you know what? There are people. There are people who look. Chris Sims likes him a lot, and he's on NBC Pro Sport. He's on Pro Football Sports or whatever the hell that show is on NBC Sports. He likes him a lot. They've John Murphy's had him on a bunch of times. I consider him a national media guy. I consider him more of a national media guy than I consider touchdown data guy. You know, he likes him. There are people who do like him. I just think people are so caught up in trying to find people who hate him and exploit them. And just yell about him. And look, maybe I followed it. I don't know how many people you follow. I follow like 1,400 people. It's probably way too much people. You know, and, and like some of them are like people who live, breathe the Bills. Like every day they got to tweet something about the Bills. Like we'll just say Kevin Massaro, we'll just say. Or Aaron Quinn. Like they're like, they love the Bills. They got to tweet about it all the freaking time. You know, and then there's people I follow who don't, tw- who are Bills fans, but they don't tweet about the Bills all the time. If you're someone who just follows people who just tweet nonstop about the Bills, 
then you're going to have this project, this perception of like these national people hate us because nine out of 10 times these bills, bills, bloggers, bills, fans are freaking finding people who, who they're finding. I'm telling you, there is like an app that alerts them and goes, Oh my God, this person saying this, this person saying this about Josh Allen. every is. And it's like, it's like last year, like we talked about this in the summer when I don't even know who the guy, he, what this guy wrote for, what website. He wrote, a, he wrote an article saying he liked, he liked Kyle Murray more than Josh Allen. And it got trending on, on Bill's Twitter. It got talked about on WGR. And I was like, I don't know who this guy is. I never heard of him. He doesn't have that many followers. And it's just like, why are we talking about this? And I know you're going to tell me, well, it's you think of everyone as a, nat- a big-ass umbrella of national people. And maybe he falls under that. But I, I just don't. I don't know why. I just don't. I don't. I think people are just so trying to find it's both both parties, and I'm 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 being real here. Maybe it's like this isn't like what you want or what they want. I think both parties are really guilty about this. I think more so Bills fans though, because I don't think national people are talking as much about Josh Allen as much as everyone tries to make it out to be. Because again, the Bills are kind of like you know they're like the 27th popular team in the NFL where national people care about them. They care more about the Cowboys and they care more about these other teams. And I think a gimmick is for people to just talk about how they're hating on Josh Allen. I think, and, yeah, I affectionately think that you're, uh, you're like the Democrat who hates other Democrats because <laughs> you, sure, you're, you're, yeah, at, yeah. at your core, you might not technically be one right now, but you're a Bills blogger and a Bills podcaster who doesn't like other Bills bloggers and other Bills podcasters? <laughs> I don't want to say that. That sounds really harsh. I mean, no. I mean, I don't hate all of them. But they, they, that's a part of their... No, they're, look, Aaron Quinn, I don't... They, he's been on the show before. I like Aaron. He, I think he does He does a lot of hard work. You know, I, I give him credit for that. He's like, he's my kind of asshole. But he comes... I got to see him every day. He finds someone every day. He, got, he has to yell about someone talking about Josh Allen. And I'm just like, okay, dude, like, you know, give it a rest. I mean, maybe he d- does care about it. But I know, like, if you're going to say to me, all those people are doing that for clicks and for hate, I think people do you believe that? Doing... Do you believe there's a validity to that? Because I certainly oh, yeah. do. Especially oh, so I, when I agree pro with football I focus is the worst. I, I think they put oh. a lot of Josh Allen shit out. They know how well represented I, Bill's mafia. 1, I hate using that thousand, term. Yeah, I, no, one, I totally agree with you. But you know what? Their stats and what they bring out information-wise makes sense. If you came out and just bullshitted numbers and you just talked like I, I can't really think of like what would be the best number to, to say to like like if you were just going by quarterback wins. I don't like quarterback wins as a stat. I kind of think it's a lame stat because it's a team game, uh, you know. And and that was and that's how you were projecting someone and like hating on them or even putting them up very well. I would say okay, you're 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 a little bit you're you're twisting the facts a little bit. I agree. And, you know, but if you're if you're coming out with this is where, look, I'll, I'll, I'll give you some numbers. I'm going to give you some numbers. I actually did research today for once. I'm taking this podcast more seriously wow. now. Yeah, I know. It's a miracle. So this is where, let me just bring this up. My apologies. So this is where, since, since 2010, okay, there have been 33 quarterbacks who were in their second year who attempted 33 or more passes in a season. Okay, so second-year quarterbacks. Last decade, who attempted 33 or 300 more passes or attempts. So where do you think of those 33 quarterbacks? What do you think Josh Allen was in passing yards last year in comparison to other second-year guys? Take a wild guess. Very low. I'd say about 23. 25th. He was 25th in passing yards. You know where he was in completion percentage? 27th. You know where he was in uh, total offense? And total offense is the one, the one stat you can definitely – 
like about Josh Allen because he run he, he ran a lot, which he actually didn't run that much last year in comparison to the year before. But last year he was twentieth out of thirty two. Like every single statistic out there for him, for the most part, is at the bottom third of the league. And I'm just using this in a him against other second year quarterbacks, which I think is more accurate. You know, and that's it. Like his numbers, they're look they're they're kind of below average. So I don't know why people want to die in this hill of being so upset when people critique Allen. His numbers kind of say that he's he was kind of mediocre last year. So if I were to say to you that the national media or the national perception, forget the media, I got to stop saying it. The national perception of Josh Allen is far more on the negative side than the positive side. So if I tell you that you're going to say, and I'm not saying you're right or wrong, I'm asking you for your opinion on this. If I say that, you're going to say it's validated and it should be. That's a fair question. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, I'm going to say it depends. Because, like, look, I'm not going out there to find these people. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm not going out to find these people. That guy, the, cure, the quarterback data guy, what he tweeted, he tweeted facts. And those were that was true. But then, he know, t- but then he tweeted a completely sabotage video to make him look bad, which, and you again, sure you can do that about any quarterback. Are you sure yes, he, he did. I'm, thought, I'm positive I thought, he did. I know, I know where you're getting at. There's a blogger slash podcaster slash I think he owns some corny business or something. That Connor Allen guy. Oh, this is what okay. triggered Bills oh. fans. He took that tweet or that tweet, that tweet. He took that tweet from quarterback Datamine, which, by the way, I'm giving this guy a lot of uh, publicity right now. He probably wants to throw a couple bucks this way. But anyway, Connor Allen, and I don't even know, to be honest with you, never even heard of this guy until a week ago. He's the one who triggered Bills fans because he took that quote tweet or uh, quote tweet. Jesus Christ, I'll get it right. And he said, uh, I'm going to watch this video on repeat until the start of the season. That's what triggered Bill's fans because it's two minutes sure. of and Josh Allen and, Lowlands. And that's him, now, that's, that's eight. That's eight. That's, 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 yes, that's being a dick. That's being a dick. No no doubt. I can say that. On, you know, yes, that's bad. But again, I, I see more Bill's fans pissing me off more and being like more angry than I see national media pissing me off about this. That's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I'm sorry. And look, I'm in the minority. I can't look. I, I have made the joke that I want to mute Josh Allen between February and like the start of the regular season. Cause I just don't feel like hearing all of this crap every day. Like, you know, because people, I am telling you, people are looking for a reason to be upset about Allen. And like I said, there are numbers and look, and I know we're going to get into like, you know, what we, what we think of Josh Allen just ourselves without the perception, but there are numbers that go against Josh Allen. That's the facts. Just like with Tyrod, there were numbers against Tyrod that were bad that you can make a good thing about. And the numbers about, you know, for Allen, I mean, look, in comparison to his peers, there's the, the quarterback, there's the quarterback comeback thing in the fourth quarter, which I think it's a little jaded a little bit. Like if you have, a, I remember like the Titans game, they counted that as a fourth quarter comeback because he scored a touchdown 10 seconds into the fourth quarter. I'm like, is that really a fourth quarter comeback like what about with like four minutes left that kind of that feels more of a comeback but you know i digress and maybe you know i know people might be hearing me and i'm, I'm sure people think i'm an alan hater I'm, I'm probably a little bit more negative on him than your typical bills fan is but i'm telling you right now the reason why i am is because bill's twitter makes me annoyed by him makes me annoyed by the coverage it's their fault so you're influenced <laughs> by others yeah we're not like i'm influenced by like just shut the fuck up like that's what it is it's like and this like, like, oh yeah, you know, if someone asked me, like, hey, what do you think about Josh Allen? And we could get into that now. I, I mean, I, I don't want to overstep my 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 co- my co-host duties here, but like, look, I think Allen's a pretty good quarterback. I think no, let me take that back. Pretty good. No, 
I think <laughs> I think Allen as a second year guy took some good steps, but he still lacks in a lot of other things that he has to get better. You have to compare Allen to quarterbacks after their second year. Right now, like like I just did before when I read you his stats where he was for sec- you know after this, you know for second year quarterbacks who threw the ball at least three hundred times their second year versus the the field. All of his numbers are not that great. Now he's what he's been good. Now he's gotten better though. That's the key. He has gotten better from what he was his first year to his second year. I will say that. But he he has to keep getting better. He cannot have he he cannot have what he just had the second. Will year he, in your opinion? That's years. the big question. We could sure. skate around that all day long, but will he get better? In your opinion? Now this isn't oh. local perspe- perception, ain't national perception. This is Joe from New York City's perception. You're in year three. Yeah, there's still a draft left, and they'll probably get somebody in the second or third round who might be a part of the offense. Maybe they sign somebody in free agency, but it's not going to be anybody big. For the most part, what you see is what you get with this offense. I think the offense for 2020 pretty much is set. Not a lot's going to change. I know he needs to get better. I think anybody would agree on that if the Bills are going to go farther than 10-6 and and one and done in the playoffs. Do you think he's going to? Ultimately, at the end of the day, and this is your opinion, not influenced by Twitter, Bills fans, or anyone else, do you think he's going to get better? And just to be clear, hold on, real quick, just to be clear, I'm not influenced by them. I just get annoyed because I'm like, just like shut up, okay? Like, I can make my own freaking decision without having people, you know, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a stand I'm, I, I'm, I don't need people to, I could make my own opinion without having to have info. It just annoys me because it's like, shut up and leave me alone. Or like, I have to hear this. Anyways, do I think Alan's going to get better? Yes. I don't think he's going to be what he is worth in the first round, though. I think he'll be a... I think maybe he'll be like a Ryan Tannehill, kind of, to be honest with you. Like a guy who can like start in this league, but you he's probably that you know he and Tannehill had a very nice year and, and he was you know, with the Titans. No, don't get me wrong, but like he's going to be what he what what he was in my end. Well, he'll get like a second contract. He'll put up modest numbers, give you some good flashes, but I don't think he's going to be a top twelve quarterback. That's fair. That's a very that's fair observation. Feel. That's how I feel. Now I could be wrong. I mean, and, and, and I'll be honest with you. I hate saying that. Cause like, I don't, I don't know. I look, I keep things like, Hey, we'll see what happens. I only have a, enough body of work. But if you're telling me, if you, if my job as a national perspective, whatever blogger is to say, Hey, put together some, some content on Josh Allen. If you're looking at his numbers, you're looking at his stats. There's, there's more negative Josh Allen numbers. There just are. That's the facts, man. That's it's, it's a fair observation. I should have said, uh, I think it was Mike Clayer from ESPN or somebody like that. He has projections for all 32 teams in the NFL. And I looked at Josh Allen's season projections and it didn't indicate that there would be much improvement. Now, based on that, and let me preface this by saying, ain't happening. I promise you that because the Buffalo Bills, whether you love them or not, I really don't give a shit how anyone else feels about them. Sean McDermott and more importantly, Brandon Bean, are all in for this guy, at least for this year. So, sure. Jameis years, Winston, maybe, yeah. Jam- I, I would say this year for sure. Jameis Winston and uh, Cam Cam Newton not coming to Buffalo, so I'm not going to spend any time thinking about the possibility of that happening. But, again, this is another, I'm asking you directly, opinionated question. Should the Bills have brought no. in Newton or, or Winston? Because, to me, I feel like it could go one or two ways. Number one, You look at the positive, both of them are way better than Matt Barkley, and I'm certainly willing to listen to what Kay said. Both of them are way better than Josh Allen, especially if Cam Newton's completely healthy again. So 
You might bring a quarterback who is going to be your backup who's better than the starter. That's the good news, but it's also the bad news because, God forbid, Josh Allen doesn't play well early on. You know how that's going to go in the media and on Twitter and in the fans and maybe even in the locker room for that matter as well. So if you were the GM and you had an opportunity to bring in Cam Newton or Jameis Winston dirt cheap because there's nowhere else for them to go, you still wouldn't do it. Well, you put it that way. I mean, yeah, I probably would bring one of them in because they are better than Matt, Matt Barkley. But I don't think they're – I think those two quarterbacks are looking for they're, – they're looking for a situation where they know they can they have an opportunity to decide. Where someone is on his their last legs. And it wouldn't shock me if like someone like Cam Newton like decided not to even play this year and just waited the next year for like the quarterback carousel to kind of change a bit. Because there's not many – starting jobs right now out there it feels like i could be completely wrong but it doesn't i think those guys are kind of going to wait and wait and wait but if you want me to yeah why not i mean i, I said no at first because i said that no like they're not coming there because i think no they're not quarterbacks coming. they those quarterbacks want to find a better situation i would yeah because look if, if josh allen goes down i'm not confident in matt barkley no at, at no all. no me neither my that's yeah. not my problem my problem with it being is Let's say Josh Allen struggles. You know that there's going to be whispers real quick. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be as crazy as you think, Ben. Because you know why? I think fans really like Josh Allen. I think they're took, and I'm talking locally. They love him, and they're going to keep saying, "Oh, you got to keep going with him. You got to keep going with him. You got to keep going with him." Unless, unless he completely falls apart in over a two month span, like he's a disaster for two months, epic disaster. Worse than Mitchell Trubisky, he'd have to be he'd have to be EJ Manuel times ten bad. Okay, like you remember when EJ Manuel got benched I, for Orton? At that point, living in the living in that moment, I don't really think there were that many Bills fans at that moment who were clamoring for Kyle Orton to come in for EJ Manuel because EJ Manuel represented the the future. Like this was his second year as a rookie quarterback. No one was asking him. To, like you know, you had you had your naysayers obviously, but like it wasn't when he got benched. If you remember, it was freaking shocking when that shit went down for Bills fans. It was shocking. Like people were like, "Really? Wow!" Like after after two after four games, you're you're you know you're you're benching your rookie quarterback or your second year guy who you just drafted. It was shocking, you know. So I don't think, and it wasn't like EJ was putting up great numbers either. I mean, his numbers. If you look at EJ's first like, I think if you put it, his first like fourteen starts are honestly kind of yeah. He sucked. Though. He sucked. <laughs> the, well, the, no, the day, well, he sucked. Well, yeah, I mean, I thought he was he was a little bit like, yeah, the last two games he was really bad. The first Good two guy. games that season, the first the first two games of that season, I thought he was uh, he was okay. Then he got then he was really bad in that Houston game. But the, the, anyway, I digress. But the point is, I think people are want I think fans want to give Allen way more rope to to do well in. Especially like if it's Winston, I don't think there's going to be as many people clamoring for Winston. Like Winston's a guy who. You know, he threw 30 picks last year, you know, and he's he's kind of branded as a guy who, you know, is, you know, I don't want to say a bust, but he couldn't get it done in Tampa Bay. Whereas Cam, yeah, he, he he's done marvelous things. You know, I don't I don't think I, I think I don't think of them as being like, oh, yeah, we got like, there's going to be this big giant controversy unless, like I said, Allen just for like a month and a half straight. He is just horrific. Well, like horrific. That's. But yeah, I would I would get them. I don't, they're not going to come here. I don't think. No, they're not coming you know, here. But, that's but like, that's a waste. That's you, a waste to think that they're going to come here because they're not. Yeah, if you want, if you want insurance policy for if Josh Allen, you know, God forbid, gets like a, a freaking 
six to eight, six to ten week injury, then yeah, you probably should go after one of those guys. I would rather have James Winston playing for six to ten weeks over Matt Barkley. I agree with so, that. I don't think it's going to happen. I also don't think it should happen because ultimately, I think it would do more harm than good for Josh I, yeah, Allen's like. So I, I, I don't, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. That's only if Josh Allen is a disaster, an epic, and I don't think he's going to be an epic disaster. All right. I well, really, regardless, I, I don't think he will. I mean, if he is, then shit. We're you know. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to be someone who is just going to be a, an epic disaster where he's going to be throwing the football backwards. Well, regardless, here's the whole thing, man. Going even into the segment, the question was, is national hate for Josh Allen validated? And the conclusion I've come up with between having my own opinion, us talking throughout this segment is, I actually think that it's overblown by people in Buffalo. And I, I, I tend to agree with you in terms of, I don't think the hatred, maybe hatred's a strong word, the very the downplaying of his ability and the coverage of him is quite as bad as many people in Buffalo make it out to be. And I would just use two quarterbacks from his fellow rookie class as examples. If Josh Allen played as bad as Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold did last year, he'd be getting absolutely crucified and murdered in the media. You know what I'm saying? So sure. I think those guys have a worse. Last Bill's question here. So if you're to take that 2018 class, and again, this is not so much about a perception issue. This is me asking you, and you say, all right, so you have Baker Mayfield, and I'm going in order that they actually were drafted. So it's Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Lamar Jackson. Five first-rounders. Right now, if you were a GM, where would Josh, you don't have to go through all of them and give me your takes on them, but where would you take Josh Allen between those five guys right now if you are a GM and you were going to start your football team right now, which of those five guys, where would Josh Allen fall on where Third. you would take him? Third. After? I'd have, I'd have Jackson, Mayfield, and then Allen. So you would take Josh Allen before Sam Darnold? Yes. As of now, yes. I mean, it's a, it's a tough call for me on the, both. But yeah, Allen, Allen has done better than Darnold. I mean, Darnold struggled a bit last year, obviously, and some of it was due to injuries. But like as of now, yes. But I think I still believe in Baker Mayfield. I mean, he was really – he was great his rookie, his rookie year – um, obviously he threw a lot of picks last year, uh, but you know, he, you know, he, he regressed obviously, but I would, Darnold hasn't really done much in terms of like, he's had a couple of good games, but he just looked the, the body of work is, hasn't been good enough. Like for me, I, you know, right now I think Allen is better than, than, than Darnold, you know, but I could, I could, I could change my mind very easily on that. One thing I want to tell you, cause I'm, I'm just the research King of those quarterbacks going back to my stat with, uh, the 33 quarterbacks after you know who have attempted at least 300 throws in their second year, Allen has the fewest yards if we're going by yards per attempt, but yards per game. Yeah, I of those. I still and that's and, and that's the, and that's and he, oh, I, you know what? He's tied. I'm sorry, Geno Smith has a little has fewer yards than he did. Well, I'll tell you right now, I would still I would take Allen third as well, but the difference is I would take Jackson first. But I actually would take Darnold before Allen. I would take Allen before Baker Mayfield. I don't want to get into this whole separate conversation, but I think ultimately Baker Mayfield's going to be a huge bust. And I think come next year, really? this time, wow. yeah, we'll say that. I think he stinks. I think he's overrated wow. as hell. I think he reminds me of Jameis Winston, meaning he does enough good things that you don't get rid of him. Like Tampa Bay for five straight years stuck with Jameis Winston because he showed you enough. He flashed enough. But the dumb mistakes, the killer interceptions, the bad decisions, I think that's Baker Mayfield part two right there. I think he's that guy you're going to forever go six and 10, seven and nine, eight and eight with because he just makes too many stupid mistakes. So that's the reason why Sam Darnold, I just simply think 
Right now, he's in a bad situation. He lacks weapons. The Jets suck. And I think their quarter or their coach is terrible too. But that's not something he can control. If I was a GM, I like Sam Darnold. I wish I would. Uh, I'd like to see him on my team. Anyway, real quick here, and, th- and then we're going to get out of here. I know you hate this kind of shit, but last uh, week I did a podcast with Matt Marino, and we did the best of Buffalo bracket, which was something that Trade Rec Sports did. They had a sixty-four team Buffalo bracket. Me and Matt had a good time. We went through it all one day. Now Train Rec's doing a series that's going to last for several weeks. A lot of good stuff on there. Some categories or some nominations should not have been on there. Some were left off that should have been. I'm not going to get in that shit with you because, again, you cry about it on Twitter all the time. You hate that kind of yeah. stuff. You hate chicken wing mm-hmm. takes. You hate mm-hmm. bar takes. <laughs> uh-huh. You hate all that shit. I hate, I hate Josh Allen, Buffalo takes. I hate it. Yeah. I'm the biggest. I'm a Buffalo hater. You could you could send your hate. <laughs> you're not a Buffalo you hater. Are. You're just so, some of the stuff and a lot of this you're right with. You just see it so many times. You're like, all right, that's fucking enough is enough. We yeah. get it. We love wings. Ugh. I get all that. But let, <laughs> I, do, I, I do want to ask you this, though. So if somebody, and this is going to be the last question. If someone who had never been to Buffalo before came up to you, now you're a displaced Buffalo and you spent a lot of years, there's, you know, Buffalo. And they said, what are you, what's your best of Buffalo? Like if you were, me and you were going to do this bracket, it hadn't been done before. Not that Trainwreck Sports originated this kind of what's the best thing about Buffalo, you know, whole bracket. I give a lot of credit because it was fun to do. But what would be a couple of like your top seeds? You know what I'm saying? Like, what would you have near the top? Now I'm, so this, I can ask you this: Buffalo bracket. This includes landmarks and like it, it like includes that. places like, so to eat, things to do, things about the city. This is kind of why I wanted to end this conversation with you talking about this because I know you too well. I know your ass didn't listen to the podcast and I last not. week, and I know you probably haven't even looked at that bracket. No, oh, I, I'll tell I, you. I, let I, me I, let me tell you who won. And in the poll that me and Matt did, our breakdown. And ended up coming down to Buffalo Bills home opener against Wegmans. They were both two seeds. And oh Matt and I God. ended up going with, dude, Bills home opener's big. Oh, up, my God. What? No, no, no. Wegmans, really, yes. people? Yes, Wegmans. Wegmans? Yes. Yes. Wegmans is in Rochester, too, you know. That's that. like, still, I'm gonna take someone... I, it's Rochester oh born, but still, oh, it's a Buffalo thing. All right, what would yours be? Like, what would your top seeds be? Like I said, I'm giving you a couple examples. Yeah, Bill's home opener was high. Obviously, Wings, although Wings did not win. Had Wegmans, Buffalo Zoo, Niagara Falls, stuff like that. If you could do so much better, what would you have? What would you be your top choices? First off, I'm blocking train wreck sports. That's the first thing I would do. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Let me think. I, I Number one, you have to do the falls. I mean, it's a, it's a freaking seventh wonder of the world. That was okay, in there, yeah. That has to be number one. I'm sorry, you fat freaking fucks out there. <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't be swearing. It's my pocket. I can swear to you anyway. Yes, it would. Weg, it would be Niagara Falls would be on there. Bill's opener, I would definitely do because I think the tailgate seat is definitely like crazy. Like if you never have seen that before, I, I do. One time's good enough, you know. In terms of like if you're out, like if you're not really into it though, like that's what I would do. That would be that would be two. Uh, there were some other things too. Maybe like being in New York City, you might be able to appreciate this more. Such little traffic, you know, that's a good thing about Buffalo. I, I kind of tend to agree with that. Now that we knocked that one out pretty early, but that was a high seed. Wait, what was a, a traffic? Yeah, traffic in Buffalo. Traffic's not an what issue. What the hell? What's that? What's that have to do with? If you're telling me like who I'm bringing? Wait, refresh me because I don't. I did not see this train wreck thing. I know it was online, but like, was this like the best thing about Buffalo or best thing to that's do? What the, the hell Buffalo. does traffic have to do? 
and it's a very it's a great thing about Buffalo. What are the best things about oh Buffalo? Oh my god, people, traffic really. You should be on there. Yes, traffic, it is. Yes. Traffic. The, I would have had like 25 other wing places ahead of traffic. <laughs> Traffic. God, right. yeah, let me just, You're the wrong me, person me, to talk to about this. Let me this. rub one out to traffic. Yo, no, hold on. Here's what we're doing. Okay, you got to stall. I'm going on the stupid Twitter thing right now. No, look at we gotta, we're going to get out of here. No, no I want to know this. Tra- no, no, here's what I would do. Okay, look, I would do the falls is number one. Fuck Wegmans. Get Wegmans out of here. Okay, like you people and Wegmans. And Wegmans is fine. It's food. Okay, like they're, they're the sandwich. I can make you a hero. Uh, or a sub, or whatever the hell they talk, call it there. Okay, so the Falls, definitely a Bills opener. I would have to take them to get wings. Like, you have to do that. Even though I right, take a course. dump on your wing takes all the time because it's nonstop, you have to take someone to get wings. Okay, that's three. I'm biased. I would probably do one of the brewery breweries because I do like beer. Um, so, But I can understand if someone's like, yeah, what the hell is beer? But like beer breweries, I think they have a, a pretty good scene up there. And then probably like Delaware Park, like around where the water is for the um, the art museum. Like yeah. that's a pretty cool, that's a cool spot, I would say. But like, th- I would definitely say the, the top three is definitely the Falls, Bill's Home Opener, Wings. Those are the three things that you should take them to. Like if I, you're asking me like, hey, do you want, like, what are you going to do the tour guide of the, of Buffalo? Like those are to, to me the top three. The, everything else is just like, yeah, okay, fine. Here's a freaking... You know, I don't know, whatever. It's just, here's a bunch of things. But, but Wegmans, like, give me a break. Look, Wegmans is fine. It's good. Like, look, there are grocery stores. I, I will say this. Wegmans is definitely better than a lot of the grocery stores we have in New York. Wegmans is better oh. than any grocery store, period. Sure. But it, but at the end of the day, there's not, it's not like heaven. It's not, it's still, it's still like, it's better, but it's not like, oh my God. It's not chicken wings from your favorite spot in comparison to Buffalo Wild Wings better. You know what I mean? It's not, it's a, it's a damn grocery store people. It's like, not, you're right. Food. You're right about, I, I agree. I agree with your point about it not being as important as safe wings at your favorite place, but it's a lot more than a grocery store. Do you can get gear there? You can get subs there. It, it's yeah, the, I it, can the get customer service is the best. Place. I have the one, my 24 seven place. I'm you know what? I'm gonna, that's in fucking gonna, Queens, bro. That ain't in Buffalo. That's Queens, but that's cool. I'm just saying, like, it's wait, hold on. What other? Well, that's the thing. There's only there's only like two freaking groceries. It's only Wegmans in Buffalo. That's it. There's no other. Stop. And there's Tops. How's Tops? I haven't been to Tops in forever. Have you gone to Tops? Aldi, Save a Lot. There's lots of shit, man. But I'm just saying. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. Under, I <laughs> Wegmans. I, I'm sorry, y'all. Like, right. I, I, I'm, it's not on my. I really want to see this stupid this stupid poll now. Freaking Wegmans traffic. My my apologies. When you said traffic, I thought you meant like people were talking about like like I'm going to show people traffic and how great it is there. I don't know. I I could traffic. All right, everyone out there, everyone out there, follow Hater Joe on Twitter at at Buffalo Wins. Send your hate tweets to me if you want. I'm here. I can talk to you. No Josh Allen tweets though. I again, like I said before, and then we'll get the hell out of here because we're wasting too much time. Like I said, I think Josh Allen is, a, is an okay player. I, I would not die on the island of sticking up for him like everyone else does. And that's it. <laughs> Just want to let everyone out there know, too. Uh, Joe and I are working on developing a really fun series. It's going to be exclusive to the YouTube channel. It's going to run weekly. I'm sure Buffalo sports fans of all ages are going to enjoy it. A uh, little too early for specifics. We're still working out so many details ourselves. But it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'll tell you right now, Joe's going to be doing a lot of the 
the the work. He's going to be the workhorse. If it's I, if it's I, great, and, if it's great, I'm going to take all the credit. And if course. it stinks, I'm going to make sure you get all the blame. No problem. And I, I'm in this series. I promise everyone, I will be less negative than I am now. I promise you, it's going to be a feel good series where you'll probably like me a lot more than you currently do. All right, good people. That is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you very much again, my man, Joe from New York City. Always good to catch up with him. And I'll tell you what, always a very, very spicy segment when I have Joe on. Don't agree with him all the time, and I like that. I don't need to have a guest on who agrees with every single thing I say, or conversely, I don't want to agree with every single take that they have as well. I like Joe for that reason. He can get a little long-winded, don't get me wrong, of course, but he is not afraid to say what's on his mind, unafraid to challenge what popular opinion is, and that's one of the things that I really like about him very, very much. So thank you again, Joe. Also want to thank today's show supporters, Automute, Sounds Assured, and of course, 26 Shirts. Guys, if you have not done so already, go do it literally right now. Subscribe to the Talk of Buffalo podcast. You can find us on all major podcasting platforms out there. Also, go hit up YouTube. Type in Talking Buffalo Podcast on the search bar. Subscribe there. They are two separate things. On YouTube, I have highlight clips from current and past episodes. But I also have a little bit of original audio content that you're only going to hear on that YouTube channel. Not going to hear it on the podcast or anywhere else for that matter. So go check that out. Then, of course, last but not least, follow me on Twitter at Pamoran Tweets. I am like literally parked there. I'm on Twitter every day. I was on Twitter every day to begin with. Now with this quarantine going on, I may as well pay my rent to Twitter because that's where I literally always am. Again, going back and forth with a lot of sports fans. I enjoy it very much. Uh, Last but not least, and I always end every episode the same way, I really want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening to this podcast. There's such an abundance of them now more than ever. So if you're taking an hour, 90 minutes of your life, once or even better, twice a week, and you're listening to this show, that just, to be corny, I don't care if it's corny, warms my heart, man. It really does. I'm very humbled for that. So thank you very much. Have a good week. Stay safe, please. New show coming up on Friday. I'll catch you on the flippity flip. Bye.